Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for April 4th, 2021. I wanted chaos for the NCAA tournament, and I got it. Now there's portal chaos. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey every season, all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com and gear up for the season on ice or in line. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resort. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Man, part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere that you may be listening to us live tonight on the Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Live. This is our reaction show. This is a show that you listen to to find out what happened over the past week. Well, guess what, folks? The uh, hockey season is winding down, and we have four teams remaining to win a national championship. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my co-host, as always, making all kinds of noise because he forgot to mute his mic, is Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Hi, I don't know what the Paul. heck is. I don't know what the heck's going on here. Um, it's well, like as soon as great. I hit the so as, as soon as I hit the call in button, the mixer shuts off, and yeah. I. I uh, well, that's why I'm on headphones, my friend, because I don't know what's yeah, well, going I, on either. But. Anyway, yeah, I'm doing this. Actually, I, I just like you said, I just you know, I, I got to get used to it again. Well, we got to figure it out, but we right now we got too much hockey to deal with to uh, yep. to figure out stuff. So, um, we will continue on with that. How are you? Oh, uh, we're doing okay. I cannot complain too much. The uh, you know, one of the things about the spring is it screws up my sinuses. So, um, yeah, you know, it is too. what it is. Yeah, it is you. what it is. But I hear that, you. They, don't, they don't. People don't. People don't care about that. <laughs> you never know. Somebody might care. They shouldn't. <laughs> okay, so college hockey Southwest Live. In the intro that you put together, you said you wanted chaos for the NCAA tournament. You got it. You also said now you're getting chaos in the transfer portal. I don't want to. I don't want to jump into that yet. That's a little bit of a tease. So we'll let that go right now. But uh, the transfer portal may be something new to people that uh, aren't completely up to date with what's going on in college hockey and things that are going on. So tonight, 
we're not only going to break down a little bit more of the Frozen Four teams and what to expect out of that, but then we're going to break down probably half a show worth of this craziness, that chaos, as you like to say, with the transfer portal. Fair enough? Uh, we can, uh, yeah, I can't even begin. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to try. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure anybody can do that. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, well, well, what we'll do is we'll tell people what they can expect out of it because it is, uh, man, it, it's crazy. What's happened right now is just insane. But um, it is before we before we do that, let, let's jump in and talk a little bit about these four teams that have made it uh, all the way to this point, at least uh, to board planes either today or tomorrow to head to, to Pittsburgh and begin their preparations for uh, games on Thursday night. I began my preparation, Paul, um, tomorrow. I'm going to leave here about 8, really? 8.30 in the morning. That's going to be my preparation. I'm going to start driving to Amarillo, St. Louis, finally Pittsburgh. I'm going to get settled in. I'm going to do podcasts along the way. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to join me? Uh, it would be nice. <laughs> I, I don't have the... Uh... You don't want to drive across the country and you know it. Well, I don't have the I don't have the option. I mean, you know, hey, you don't um, have the back either. Y- your back would be gone if I made you ride that far. It would. I would. <laughs> anyway, um, enough of that. So, 5 p.m. Eastern time, ESPN two, game number one of the 2021 Frozen Four, the Minnesota State Mavericks and the St. Cloud State Huskies. Two of uh, what, what I've got to be good friends uh, coaching those two teams. Mike Hastings at Minnesota State and uh, Brett Larson at St. Cloud State. Uh, Going to be taking it on to see what they can do to earn a spot in that championship game, which will face off against the winner of Minnesota Duluth and UMass. Uh, anything ring a bell to you when I mention those four, uh, four teams? Uh, well... To now, when you watch a movie, you're never a hundred percent sure, especially if it's a true story. You never are a hundred percent sure if the dialogue is a hundred percent accurate. So, to borrow a phrase that um, the character, the actor, says that plays uh, Jack O'Callahan. Yeah, a bunch of guys from Minnesota and Boston. This will work. <laughs> so are you trying to tell me there's three teams from Minnesota and one from Massachusetts? Uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, you're you're 100% correct. And uh, at one point, there were five Minnesota teams. All all five of their NCAA uh, Division One teams were in the tournament. So that was a pretty unique situation. Um, I want to start, Paul, with that first game of the night because – I think that's going to be really interesting. I think they're both going to be good games, but I think this is going to be a really interesting one because both of these teams are looking to, to, to make their mark, so to speak. Minnesota State never been there before in this situation. St. Cloud State, I believe, has been there once. Am I right with that? Uh, yeah, that was four or five years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So both of them have something to prove, and one of them is going to prove it because they're going to get to the national championship game. So... In a COVID year, 
Um, <laughs> and everything that's happened, how weird is it to see Minnesota State versus St. Cloud State in one national semifinal? Um, it is, um, you know, considering that uh, St. Cl- uh, that Minnesota State had not won a playoff game, uh, an NCAA tournament game in the school's history, to go from that to the Frozen Four, but isn't that what it always ends up being? Isn't that the way it always ends up? <laughs> seems that way. It right? totally seems that way. Um, uh, you know, it's it's it's. You know, we said that uh, it would be a matter of, you know, if they win their first game. And so far, I was is I've been wrong on Minnesota State for the tournament so far. I didn't expect them to, uh, especially the way they were putting pre- you would they the, the pressure on themselves to 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 get that first win. You know, uh, the the craziness that is that is that uh, you know falling behind three to one the third period, uh, and then coming back to tie the game very very late and winning in overtime and then. Uh, you know, getting to the Frozen Four, uh, it's of the teams that are in it. Because God, I can't even imagine what you're going to be like if Duluth wins again. Um, what, you know, what do you mean? What do you oh, mean? What geez. I'm going to be like if they win again? Yeah, you're right. I, what are you trying to tell me not to use the word if? <laughs> uh, I hope you saw my Twitter picture this morning. When I got up, I said, it's a start of Frozen Four week for us. Um, what should I put on? And I looked in the closet, and geez, what jumped right out at me but the defending national champion shirt or the uh, national championship shirt from 2019. So I said, nothing better to put on than this. Salute the dogs. Oh, yeah, nothing better than that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, see what I mean, folks? It's, it, he is. Ju- it is. Ju- it has been a bad, bad week. I've had to put up with so much of his ego. <laughs> Not only you, but the the AKA Oh my world Oh well, that's. <laughs> oh God. I mean, if you want to get nauseous, folks, go listen to the intro of the WCHL podcast that had Scott on this past week. Holy smokes! Uh, not only had me on, Paul, they had me on for the full hour. Ah, they were bored, clearly. <laughs> uh, thank you to Chris Perry for doing that. I don't have a choice, but they clearly <laughs> do. And we're, we're clearly, I mean, I guess when his co-host abandons him, he's got to reach down to the bottom. So, um, <laughs> Well, he certainly did. And, clearly. and he hooked me and pulled me back up and said, here you go. Anyway. We digress, as we yeah. say. But, I mean, um, listen, it's an interesting – it's it's a, you know, it guarantees a Minnesota team in the finals. Yep. Um, uh, this is probably not two of the teams we thought would be at this point, or at least most people thought wouldn't be at this point, but it is what it is. You know, St. Cloud – uh, has been a story to me all year long uh, as they have flown under the radar as much as you can in the NCHC uh, because from the beginning of the season, 
everybody focused on North Dakota, Duluth, and oh, sorry, Jess, Minnesota, Duluth, and Saint Cloud, <laughs> and 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 Denver, and you know, in DU Denver, um, and Saint Cloud just kind of chugged along, chugged along, chugged along. Uh, they pretty much got off to a good start in the pod. Uh, and we're in second or third place in the conference basically all season long. Sometimes they even got past North Dakota until North Dakota got really hot at the end. Um, right. So, and and so they kind of, as, as crazy as it sounds, you didn't see a whole lot of stories and, and, and things on St. Cloud State during the season. You, you'll see no. some now that they're in the Frozen Four. But... They've pretty much have gone under the radar. And like I said, Minnesota State, once they beat Quinnipiac in that first game, um, you know, nobody, nobody expected them to not only beat Minnesota in the regional final, they shut them down. Oh, they shut them they, down. They, is an under- they shut them down. I mean, they basically said, um, you might think you're going to score today, but um, – you're not, and they didn't. Yeah. I mean, did Minnesota State hit? Uh, did Minnesota hit 15 shots in that game? If they did, barely. I don't. You know, I don't have that I mean, in front of me. But I mean, Dryden McKay is a great goalie, um, and he kept them in the game against Quinnipiac. But I don't think he struggled, or I don't remember him struggling that much against Minnesota because I don't think they got that many shots off. No, no, they didn't, and the shots they got were not quality shots. Uh, so it was. The confidence level of Dryden McKay soared. Um, here's what I want to do before we go into our first break. I want to give you some names. Uh, do you have a piece of paper? <laughs> I am in my basement where I always am. So <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm just going to throw out five names of people to watch from Minnesota State, and then I'll try to do the same for St. Cloud. To be honest, folks, I just haven't seen enough of St. Cloud this year. Paul, you're probably better with St. Cloud than I am because you saw – I believe every game in the pod that they played, but um, here's some names to to keep track of. Look for number three, Jack McNeely. He's a senior defenseman for Minnesota State. Um, Really, really good. Uh, Look for number five, Jake Jeremko. Jeremko? Jeremko? Jeremko. Jeremko. Yeah. Okay, another senior forward. So three, five. Uh, Keep your eye on number seven, Wyatt Ahmet who is a junior defenseman that uh, I thought was one of the best players. And I'll give you a little insight. They gave us ballots to pick the all-tournament team for the West region. And I couldn't pick out a defenseman from Minnesota State because I I, I went with Wyatt, but um, there were so many of them. I could have taken six of them uh, that I thought were deserving of that honor. So um, I'm going to have more than that because there's another one. Number eight, Nathan Smith, a sophomore from Hudson, Florida. Uh, You want to keep an eye on him. And you want to keep an eye on Reggie Lutz, number 16, a senior forward. And um, a guy that I thought really stepped up was senior Dallas Gerards. Gerards. Is that right? G-E-R-A. Gerards. 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 Yes. Uh, Number 22. Um, And then finally – I'm going to give you, uh, obviously, the goaltender, so we don't need to put Dryden in there because everybody's going to be watching him. But uh, senior defenseman from Rochester, Minnesota, Doug Zamolik's son, Reese Zamolik. 
uh, is an incredible player for them. And then the one guy that I think will end up being on the all-tournament team is number 14 sophomore Ryan Sandlin. Uh, I've said that a long, uh, a long time, that that kid's maturing, maturing, maturing. I thought he was the best player in their loss in the semifinal of the WCHA. He scored the game winner to get them into the championship game of the West Regional. He scored a goal in the championship game. Um, his pedigree is obviously very good, and his hockey sense is off the charts. So uh, keep your eye on number 14, Ryan Sandlin. Well, this is not to knock the guys on St. Cloud, but uh, they lost their best player, and this is going to be the big story for them to see how they deal with this. They lost Easton Brodzinski in the regionals. Yeah, and that's going to be a okay. big hurt. And and he's not only their best, you know, their best player. He's their leader, senior leader. Um, how they, you know, teams have a tendency to re- to deal with an injury those first few days. It doesn't really kind of hit them because they're usually in the moment and don't really have a chance to to miss that kind of player. Well, now they've had two. They're going to have two weeks off by the time we get to the national semifinals. And the question is going to be: Can the other guys on this team make up for that loss? Okay, you want to throw some numbers and names out from St. Cloud State, or can, do you want me to do it? Well, listen. I mean, uh, Vietti Mittenin has had a great freshman year. Uh, Vietti's awesome. Okay, once they got him over from Europe. Right. And there were some which, issues. Which was a process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, he's a really good forward. Uh, Where's you know, number 29, yeah. folks, if you're looking well, at the TV 29s, you'll be able to see it. Anyway on the TV um, they have some big-time defensemen in uh, Luke Jaycox, who's a senior, and Nick Perbix. Uh, Perbix is the one I'm thinking of. 6'4", 200 pounds, number 25. Yeah, he, you know, he's probably their best defenseman, okay? Uh, they're going to be deep on defense. They've got a lot of seniors and juniors on defense. And, you know, a lot of times that kind of stuff goes unnoticed because it's not flashy and it's not, uh, you know, has, you know, people like to talk about scoring goals, but, you know, as you know, you build from the goal out. Absolutely. In hockey, just like in baseball, you build up the middle with your catcher and your middle infielders, et cetera. Okay. Um, you know, and hockey is becoming more like basketball in the NCAA, where you have to try and decide how much of your team are you willing to recruit and have it go, have those guys be around for one or two years as opposed to the guy that's going to be around three or four years. True. Very good point. Okay. And and so you're going to start to see that make a big difference in the NCAA hockey tournament. Um, and, you know, that definitely makes a big difference for St. Cloud as they have a veteran defense and veteran goalie in David Rennick. And we're, we're going to see where that takes them um, in terms of, you know, this game against Minnesota State because Minnesota State doesn't have a lot of guys that leave every year. They, they don't have that kind of roster. 
Uh, their seniors are more up front in the in the forwards than they are uh, in the defense. Uh, you did mention Smolik is the one senior, uh, or is one senior out of uh, of two on their defense core. So uh, they don't have the defensive experience that St. Cloud does. They have a lot of experience up front. So an awful lot. And 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 here's the thing, Paul. This game is a game of uh, a chess match between the two coaches because we saw what Mike Hastings did to Minnesota in the second period of that West Regional Final. He locked them down, and everybody saw it, and they said, wow, he he just killed the clock for 20 minutes and and gave Minnesota nothing and went to the third period with a lead. um, Nothing. Knowing that, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean... It was it was a really good job, and, and Brett Larson has the same capabilities in in Saint Cloud State. He can adapt his team to play the style that needs to be played for whoever they match up against. So don't be surprised if game number one goes into overtime. Don't be surprised if it goes to two overtimes. And if you're Minnesota Duluth and you're UMass, just get comfortable because this could last a little while. Uh, that's yeah, it's all good. Thought. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, for you it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also want to throw another name out there that was very good in the, the uh, NCHC Frozen Faceoff. Seamus Donahue, a senior out of North Oaks, Minnesota, assistant captain, six feet, one eighty-five. Where's number three? He he was he was stellar in the uh, NCHC Frozen Faceoff. So keep an eye on Seamus because he's uh, a guy that can do some damage. We mentioned Nick Bur- Perbix. Uh, from Elk River, Minnesota, twenty number twenty five on the roster, and a solid, solid defenseman as well. Uh, both of them are going to get some shots into the NHL, and I do need to throw out the backup goaltender, who a lot of people are telling me might be the number one guy next year, and that's Jackson Castor from Phoenix, Arizona. We've had him on the show. Uh, Jackson is uh, a very steady performer, and uh, a lot of talk that he might take that number one role next year after uh, Rennick moves on with graduation so if he a lot moves of things, on yeah if he moves on that's a good point we don't know that you're we don't leading know. me into this you're leading me into this transfer portal thing right now and we're not going to go there well yet. no this doesn't even <laughs> this doesn't even have anything to well it does but it I, doesn't yeah i know i know what you're saying okay so so let's do this let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's break down game two which is the defending champion umd bulldogs versus the uh, UMass, uh, what are the UMass? Minutemen. Minutemen. Yeah, they're the Minutemen. Okay. All right, we'll be back in a couple minutes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. America's number one conference is back. 
See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask. Three great locations here in the Phoenix metro area, and of course, BehindTheMask.com. You can get everything that you need shipped directly to you. We thank them for their partnership with us as we continue to move forward in the NCAA hockey season. Okay, Paul, um, defending champion UMD versus uh, UMass in game two of the uh, national semifinals. Uh, you take UMass because I happen to know a thing about the Bulldogs. Uh, well, this is what I know about <laughs> UMass. I'm bringing my silver bullets, my wooden stakes, Loads and loads of garlic, um, because that's just the way Duluth is. They're, they're, you just they're they're not dead until they're dead, and they're like vampires. You can't kill them. And Have they, they just, been dead yet, Paul? Uh, no. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> well, actually, you're the problem. It's not them at this per se. Tell us what Greg Carvel's team has to do if they're going to knock off I just the told two-time you. defending champion. I know, but I mean, tell us what oh, you they mean have to actually do on, the on the ice. Yeah, yeah, they can leave all that stuff in the locker room and on the bench. But what do they have to do on the ice if they want to compete with the two-time defending champions? Um, it certainly helps to score early mm. and get and get a lead. Not that that matters. <laughs> Uh, because how many times in the last couple of years, especially in the NCAA tournament, have you seen Minnesota Duluth get fall behind by a goal or so? And the next thing you know, it's the end of the game and they're in front. And, you know, and you're saying to yourself, how? And you just you just you don't know. You just you just you're just wondering how in the heck they did it. They just do. I mean, that's really. um it's really the, the I, I don't know how else to say it other than they just do. I mean, uh, I just, you know, there's <laughs> you're, just you're lost for words is what you're saying. Well, it's not, it's, it's <laughs> besides just because there's, I don't there, there's no explanation for it. Um, there's, there's no explanation for it other than the fact that, you know, just when you have a team that has the the seniors, the juniors, and so forth and so on, 
just about, I mean, there, there are very few freshmen on this roster from Minnesota Duluth. So that means everybody's won at least one championship. Some of these guys have won two or most of them. So what are they going to see? That's going to be like, Oh crap. We've never seen this before. How do we deal with this? I mean, if you're if you're UMass, you know, don't go into the penalty box and take advantage of your opportunities. I mean, Minnesota Duluth is not a high-scoring team, but it always seems like if they need three, they get three. If they need five, they get five. <laughs> yeah. If they need two, they say, okay, well, we only need two. Well, we're done. Yeah. I'm you not going to argue with you if you're looking for an argument. I'm not no, I'm argue. not looking for an argument. The fact <laughs> these are just the facts. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, these are just the facts. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Um, maybe UMass can can throw, or Greg Carville can throw Duluth off by not telling him which goal he's going to start. Yeah. Good try. Because Philip Lindbergh and Matt Murray have played about the same amount of games. I mean. <sighs> well, let me tell you this. I, I agree with your first point where you got to get, if you're UMass, you got to get the lead early. But you can't get comfortable with the lead because UMD will smother you and, and take that lead away from you. Um, it, it's crazy, Paul, because. This team is a two-time defending champions, and it was basically on the back of their goaltending. Uh, that, or at least that's where it started, not just totally on the back. It's of always where it starts. But, yeah, but but now they've got two, three good goaltenders, but they're not standout. I mean, uh, let's let's ask. Uh, well, listen, let's Sandlin, listen, let's let's hunch. Let's that, that, start. that is the best line that I've heard throughout the entire NCAA tournament. I started my goalie against North Dakota on a hunch. That was <laughs> awesome. I, I'm, not that I want to throw plaudits anything in your direction of any type. Yeah, you but do. Yeah, no, you I do. don't. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but I, I just I had a hunch. Are you kidding me? You had a hunch? That's great. I love that. That's that was. And, of course, I'm sure he didn't have a hunch the game was going to go five overtimes. He had to end up playing Ryan Fanty anyway because Zach Stasel got, got dehydrated. Right. So <laughs> both of his goalies ended up playing anyway. Uh, yeah, good point. Okay, so let me give you some names since you won't give us any names from UMass. So well, I can give you all the New Yorkers on the roster if you want me to, just to kind of oh, even out your your Minnesota okay. stuff. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, you know. Let me tell you about some numbers and some names to, to watch out for. Um, the Cates brothers, uh, Jackson and Noah. Um, crazy how they how they ended up on that roster. They're both from Stillwater, Minnesota. Um, number twenty is Jackson. Number twenty one is Noah. Noah's the senior captain. I'm sorry, the junior captain. They're both juniors, but they're two years apart in age, which is crazy. So, I mean. That's, just... that's hockey, right? I mean, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's just hockey. Exactly that's the is. way it goes, the junior system, et cetera. So. Okay, and then two Kobe's that play together in the same line. One's a senior, Kobe Roth from Warroad, Minnesota. The other is a senior, Kobe Bender. Kobe Roth is K-O-B-E. Kobe Bender is K-O-B-Y from Cloquet, Minnesota. And those two are dynamic together. You put them between uh, one of the Kates or uh, uh, Jesse Jacks, and you uh, you let them go at it and see what happens. And nine times out of ten, they're going to perform for you. Um, Louis Rail is another one that's been really, really good. And uh, senior uh, defenseman Matt Anderson, number three, is another one to keep your eye out on. Um, <laughs> you go down the list. I mean, I, I left out Nick Sweeney, uh, the senior from Lakeville, Minnesota, and, of course, um, Carl Kepke. And, and here's the thing. Uh, Scott Sandlin lives just in the suburb of Duluth called Hermantown. Um, how come there's so many good Hermantown players on this roster? You think Scott's got a little um, influence in the high school ranks in Hermantown as well? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yes, he does. He's probably down there coaching them. Oh, <laughs> uh, nobody gets the NCAA rules. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah, he's, there's a lot of talent coming out of Hermantown, Minnesota. And if you've ever been to Duluth, Hermantown is the, the suburb on top of the hill. And um, I have not yeah, been to Duluth. A, okay. Well, maybe you'll do that when we go fishing on Devil's yeah. Lake this year. Maybe we'll drive through there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's game two of the series. Well, listen, Minnesota, UMass is going to semifinal. UMass is going to be driven, and this this might be a little bit. I mean, that's a little North Dakota ish with Jake Sanderson and some of the guys they had there. But Minnesota's offense is is definitely runs through their defense. Um, you know, th- Who's it? Two, Who? UMass. You mean UMass? Did I say? What did uh, I say? You said you said Minnesota. Did I? Scared the heck out of me. Well, yeah, uh, you know, three their their number four and five scorers on the season were defensemen. Okay. Uh, three of the top nine, actually, three of their top eight scorers were defensemen. So they get a lot of offense set up through their defense. Uh, Zach Jones on defense and Matthew Kessel on defense. Um, Jones averaged, uh, you know, 0.85 points a game and and Kessel at 0.78. So both guys averaged over three quarters of a point per game, uh, which is damn good for defensemen. Um, you know, so and they definitely drive their offense. So that might help them because they have some really good puck moving defensemen and passing defensemen. And that might help them uh, loosen up the stranglehold that Duluth puts on you, uh, especially as the game goes on. So that's probably the matchup to look for. And I can probably yeah. walk to their leading scorer's house in uh, Bobby Trevino. He, he's from Suffolk County here in Long Island. I could probably walk to his house. Well, maybe okay. not walk, but maybe ride a bicycle. Well, when you do that, walk the dog there tomorrow. Well, yeah, we're going to try and do that. We can and, do that. And when, you, and when you do that as well, make sure you listen to the WCHL podcast so you get oh, all Oh, please. That. I'm already nauseous listening <laughs> to the beginning of that thing. Holy smokes. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, God. I'm... So that's the breakdown. 
um, we're about halfway through the show, a little more than halfway through the show. We've got chaos to coming up next, so I don't want to not have time for that. But the national semifinals are set. The first one will be um, Minnesota, or I'm sorry, St. Cloud State. St. Cloud, Minnesota, Minnesota State. Yeah, St. Cloud State, Minnesota. Sorry, State Mavericks, State. another afternoon game. Yep, and then Minnesota Duluth against UMass to uh, round out the Thursday. Friday is Awards Day, of course, the Richter Award, the Hobie Baker Award. And then Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to get a puck drop between the two winners of the semifinal game to determine the 2021 NCAA champion. Let's take one more break, Paul. Let's come back and get yourself ready, folks, because we've got transfer portal chaos Paul Hornstein is all over it. My uh, text message hey. box is full of everything that Paul's been sending me. So we'll be right back to talk about it in about three minutes. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and low. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summer Skate. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we are back. College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask and uh, BehindTheMask.com, where you can shop online 24 hours a day, get your best price and best gear shipped directly to you from our friends at Behind the Mask in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where Paul today, uh, we teetered with 98 degrees, so... um, I'm a little bit sweaty right now. I've got the air conditioning cranked up and the fan blowing on me just to try to 
cooled down a little bit because it's a little bit early for 98. And he didn't take the mute button off. <laughs> okay, folks, he'll be back with us in a minute as soon as he figures out the mute button, I think. Um, anyway, as I mentioned in the tease, the second half of this show is going to be talking about the transfer portal. So Paul Hornstein is my uh, go-to guy on the transfer portal. He's filling up my text message box with um, players to watch for. Um, I'm thinking he's still here. Paul, you still here? Okay. I don't know why I'm not hearing Paul. Oh, there we go. uh, I couldn't get the, the, the mute button disappeared on me. Oh, okay. He found the mute button, folks. He's back. And I unmuted myself, so. Okay. Um, well, that that's what we like. We like when you're unmuted because that usually brings excitement. So explain to the listeners, Paul, the transfer portal as you know it. Uh, this is what I know about the transfer portal. It, it was set up so that players would have one place to go uh, to, to let people know that they wanted to transfer schools and to let coaches know that these players were available. Um, I don't think they expected it to be what it is. Um, you know, we, they went from this year, Paul, in in general, not just for hockey, but this (laughs) year is nuts. I mean, uh, college hockey has over 200. Uh, I've heard as many as 240 players in the transfer portal. I mean, there just aren't that many places to play. And if you're not playing in one place, there's no guarantee you're going to play in the other. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, You know, we're we're sitting here and we know that uh, Evan DeBrower has put himself in the transfer portal. P.J. Morocco put himself in the transfer portal. Um, And a couple of other ASU players, uh, Connor Stewart. And there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head. And there might have even been two more. Um, but I mean, it's, and the way it works is, and this is, at least this is what I was told is you put yourself in the portal. And at that point, you know, you better find a place to play because there's no guarantee that your old team will take you back. That is the million dollar question. And I'm glad you brought that up to start this conversation off. Because... Okay, and, I, and I'll use this as an example. Okay. And I, and I can't take credit for, for this piece of information. Uh, the, the writing guru of college hockey out there in uh, Grand Forks, uh, Mr. Sloshman, uh, was doing a story on the transfer portal. And basically, uh, their backup goalie, Peter Tomei, uh was put put himself in the transfer portal, um, and I guess the the talk and the, and apparently the talk was with the coaches like I'm going to do this because I want to play, but if Shield signs, if Adam Shield signs, and he did uh, sign a contract with the Dallas Stars uh, this past week, I guess that means the coaches have already okayed him to come back and are willing to take him back. But I don't think it always works that way. No, 
No, it, it does not always work that way. And, you know, last year, Paul, or prior to last season, uh, the conversation at Arizona State was the uh, bringing in of Sean Doogie from Wisconsin. And you remember when we had Coach Powers on and he, he talked about how shocked he was to see Sean's name right. uh, in in the transfer portal. And then when he saw it there, he reached out to him. And, and you know, this is happening over and over and over again with teams all over the place. Right. The problem, like you said, and brought it up so so nicely, was that you don't know if if you're not playing where you're at, you don't know if there's a guarantee that you're going to play where you're going, first of all. And second of all, we already know there's too many uh, players for the stalls in NCAA hockey. So you could take yourself out of a situation where you have a scholarship and are you know, just fighting yeah. for playing time and get completely bumped out of the process, right? Yeah, I mean, there's no guarantee that you're going to be allowed to come back. Now... I know that coaches have also say say to players, we'll help you find a place to go. But there's no yeah. guarantees. There just aren't. Okay, so so here, here I'm going to lead you into uh, our coaches' situation because Colorado College and, uh, and head coach uh, Mike Havlin parted ways earlier. Correct. Uh, right after the NCHC frozen faceoff. They still haven't named a coach. I haven't even heard no. names other than Troy Judding is as close as I've heard to uh, anybody in the program there. So they don't even have a coach now, and you can see guys. No, they're getting whacked, and their roster quickly. is getting whacked. Yes. Guys their their, their roster quickly. is getting whacked. How, how are you going to put together, if you're the new coach, and let's say you come in right after the Frozen Four, which is this coming weekend. Let's say you come in then, and it's uh, – what, 12th of April, how are you going to build a roster of quality athletes and hockey players uh, and put them on the ice in September to uh, compete in the Conference of Champions, if you will, the NCHC? How, how are you going to do that? I mean, are you not hamstrung right there? Well, the only thing I could say is if there are 240 names in the portal, <laughs> you... Uh... You have a chance to, to, to fill your roster quickly. Uh, Colorado College, their leading scorer, Josiah Slavin, he signs with the Blackhawks. And Ben Copeland, Grant Crunkshake, uh, Tony Conzo, okay, three of their top scorers. That's three of their top yeah. six. They're all in the transfer portal. Yeah, so you're talking about four of your top six so, uh, players are gone. <laughs> Gone. gone. Yeah, I mean, now that, that's listen. That's a bare cupboard to start with, Paul. That is a bare cupboard to start now, with. Now, listen, could the, uh, a coaching decision make those guys come back? Of course. But you're talking about, um, you know, three of your t top six forwards in the portal. Your leading scorer signed and, and is gone no matter what. Um, the, the, the biggest thing they have going for them right now is they're going to be in a new building. Well, that, and the fact that they play in the NCHC, that's not a bad thing to no, to but, recruit with but, either. But, like I said, like and, I said, and it's still Colorado Springs. Right. And like I said, so if you're talking somewhere near 240 players, um, you'll be able to fill those, those spots, but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried but, about smokes. filling the spots. I'm worried about them being competitive in one of the best, if not the best, collegiate hockey league or conference um, in the country. I mean, uh, that, I, that, I don't know how you do that. So, Well, we're going to find, first of all. And whenever the coach comes on, good luck. Well, hopefully he'll be able to come on and tell us. Yeah. Well, we're going to invite him. I can tell you that. Well, yeah. I mean, they'll have goaltending. So that helps. Yeah, that's a good start. You know, the the Bassey was a freshman this year, and 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 Matt Vernon, Dominic Bassey was a freshman. Matt Vernon was a sophomore, so they'll have goaltending. Yeah, and I don't think either one of them are going anywhere. No, I don't think they're going anywhere either. So uh, that definitely is always a help. But they had trouble scoring this this past season, and they're losing all their scoring. So. Who knows? I mean, this yeah. is – and now you have uh, Rico Blasi, I guess officially named now the first D1 coach at St. Thomas. So now we're going to see, I'm sure, names uh, affiliated with that school. And he's probably going to hit the transfer portal pretty hard. Um, I would have to look at uh, the LIU roster to see how many of their their players last year were seniors. Um, They had a few. I don't know how many of those guys will come back. Probably get a a majority of those guys coming back that were seniors. Um, But they had an awful lot of freshmen on their squad last year. And and you could assume – that that uh, you know Brett Riley is probably going to look to get a little bit of experience mixed into that program. Oh, without a doubt. But keep in mind, Paul, uh, as you know, that that program wasn't even announced until what April last year. Something this like that, March or April, year? yeah, March yeah, or April last, last year. Last year, right. Uh, so the job that Brett did just to to get any wins and get any consistency during COVID. Was uh, just to get a roster. Short, nothing short of incredible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and it definitely was a hodgepodge. You know, they had one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, uh, eight. Now they had about a dozen transfers from other schools, and you know they filled in where they could. Uh, so, but I mean, so I mean, I, I promise you, he's looking in the portal too, as is everybody. I mean, ASU has already uh, gotten a defenseman out of the portal um, from uh, Bowling Green. Uh, we'll look up his name here in a second. It's and a good Tim, one, I understand. Yeah, Tim Theocharitas and my all my former coworkers and uh, Charitas. Um, and all the people that I used to work with that are all of Greek ethnicity are going to shoot me <laughs> if they hear me mispronounce his name. Uh, you know, um, then I'm going to stay way away from it because you know, yeah, well, the Asians. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's worse so, than my time zones. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. Yeah, well, that's true. Let's put it this way. Uh, our uh, Schlossman, once again, um, when he did his story on 
guys North Dakota should target from the portal. This was his number one choice of defense. So, um, hey, I'll take that anytime. So, yeah, that that's that's a pretty darn good endorsement, uh, if if, uh, if you want to if you want to call it that. Uh, guys are signing deals now. Like I said, Slavin signed with Chicago. Uh, Cam York out of Michigan signed with that team um, that wears orange and black and or a bunch of goons and, and stuff from uh, somewhere somewhere close to where you're going to be in a, next weekend, just on oh, the okay. other side of the state. Um, okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, <sighs> So, I mean, and teams okay, are going to be so, looking for goaltending. Zach Driscoll, who did pretty damn well in the NCAA tournament games with Bemidji, he's in the portal. Yeah. So, who? I mean, holy smokes. I mean, and like I said, cool. if the numbers are correct, you get somewhere between 225 and 240 in this portal. Uh, you know, we don't even know the damage done to the Ivy League schools Yeah. after the virus. Exactly. We have no idea what their rosters look like. Or are gonna look like? Well, let me tell you this, Paul. Obviously, we have the Frozen Four this week. It's our Frozen Four week, and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on after that, uh, or during that. But after that, that's when things are gonna really break loose because you got the CCHA coming back, the WCHA breaking up. Um, you got St. Thomas coming on board. You got. Uh, Colorado College looking for a new head coach. Fairbanks will be back. Yeah, Fairbanks, Fairbanks will be back. Then we also have uh, this group of seniors that were gifted another year of eligibility should they choose. We already know a big name and Johnny Walker, the uh, country's leading goal scorer, um, is coming back for a fifth year. Um, we also know there's a stack of, of – uh, young talent that's planning on coming into their programs. Um, just just a quick touch on it. I'm going to see the best 18-year-olds in the world in about three weeks when I get to Plano, Texas for the uh, under-18 U.S. World Championships. Um, those players are all draft eligible, and they're also going to be looking for colleges, some of them. Uh, so, I mean... I don't know how the month of April, May, the months, I should say, April, May, June, and July are going to all play out. But by the end of July, these players are going to have to start making their way in, maybe even before that in some cases, making their way into their new colleges and and starting to bond and work out with the uh, strength and conditioning coaches and get ready for a season. That all indications right now, I would say, is going to be a lot closer to normal than we are right now. But as I say that... I don't know what normal is anymore. Well, uh, like it used to be. How about that? Uh, Uh, What is that? I don't even know what that is anymore. Well, where everybody is in the roster and people are in the buildings and they're cheering and going crazy um, instead of having fake crowd noise pumped in. Uh, We can hope. Well, the reason I was going to say that, Paul, is I don't know if you saw in the NHL today, but Vancouver has 20 players. Oh, God, I don't know how the hell they're going to do that. With COVID, not just testing positive, there's players in there that are pretty sick um, with a lot of different symptoms. So uh, this this hasn't just, 
gone away like everybody thought it was going to do or like people in some places think it has. So, I mean, we're we're not done with this yet. And nope. the, the next four, five, six months are going to be really challenging for everybody. And we talk hockey, so obviously that's one thing. But we're talking about life here. Um, yeah, you still got to get through these variants and these different uh, types of, uh, uh, you know, different things. So, I mean, that's something to, to, to consider as well in this whole mess. But right now, I want you to tell us about some video that I took and some still shots I took from my favorite parking garage in all of Arizona, certainly in Tempe, as I climb up to the top floor, the sixth floor, and I look down. What did you see, Paul? You took video of the sandbox. <laughs> Indeed, I did. Tell us about the sandbox. Well, listen, that, I mean, uh, you know, they, you know, are working on the new building at ASU, as, as we've mentioned on this program several times. Um, you know, they're starting to build up instead of flattening out or whatever. But, you know, at, at this point in the construction, it just looks like a whole bunch of people playing in a sandbox. At least from your video, because that was the first thing that hit me. <laughs> it looked like a whole bunch of people playing in a, you know. Well, if you look really close at least the still pictures, you can see where the footings are. You can see where the arena or where the oh, office yeah. is going to go. Oh, yeah. You can do that. I just. And it'll take another three, four months, and then all of a sudden. It's going to go like crazy, and then you're going to go, whoa, right. they're putting in rafters. They're putting in this. They're doing that. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, but I think it's kind of cool the way they're building it right now. They're getting stuff done a lot faster than I think a lot of people thought. Well, the, the last time we spoke to the coach, or at least the last time I did with uh, his last press conference, he said they were about a month ahead of schedule. Now, I don't know what the heck that means. Um. But anytime you hear the phrase ahead of schedule, I'll take That's that because I'll, I'll take that because that means uh, uh, it gets closer and closer to definitely opening up for the start of the 22-23 season. And maybe they won't have to jimmy rig the schedule to play the first three or four weekends on the road to make sure that the building is done. Well, I... The one thing I hope, Paul, is that they don't get bumped out by wrestling and volleyball and gymnastics. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, listen, I don't think. Uh, well, first of all, again, first of all, let's show, folks. First of all, let's not forget. Uh, well, wrestling is 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 a winter sport too, but I don't know how early they start. Um, gymnastics, once again, I think is also a winter sport. So who knows when they start? So I, I would be shocked if the first event, official event in the building is not a hockey game, but who the heck knows? Yeah, I hear you. It is a multi-purpose arena, folks. It is a year um, away, so. Yeah, and the other thing that, that the only complaint that I've heard so far, Paul, came from uh, the ACHA going that the the ACHA teams I guess are going to play in the uh, rink, not the main rink, the but the other rink. rink. Yeah. Seriously, and, guys, uh, you're going to complain about that? No, no, they're not complaining about it. But uh, other places are saying like um, they should have put more seats in that 
building if we're going to have regular ACHA games there, and they should have. And that, that's ACHA people talking. So um, I, I think I, I think it'll all. I don't. I don't know how many. I don't know what this, what I've been told. I, I don't know what the seating arrangement is going to be for the secondary I rink. I don't. They, I don't they, I'm just telling none you of that I've has come told. out. So so yeah, but right. if none of it's come out, what the heck can they complain? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just telling you that's what I'm hearing already. Is that what that it, whatever it fun. is, whatever it is. Whether it's seven hundred or seven fifty or whatever the heck it is, I guess they could go pay for Oceanside if they want. Well, let me tell you, if it's seven hundred or seven fifty and they can fill it, that's going to be uh, seven hundred times more than they had at Oceanside. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. You're really going to complain? No, I'm just saying that's what I heard from outside, not from anybody at Arizona State. From outside the WCA. Well, who cares what they say? The, the ACHA team saying, like, why did they not do this? Why did they not do that? Whatever. Um, uh, if you, I, if you guys want to throw the money in, I'm sure they can still do that. Yeah, well, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, the, the building's not there, not done yet. You know, if you anyway. guys want to pay, if, if, if uh, I don't know, I'll pick, you know, if um, somebody from Missouri State wants to make a donation. To have ASU put a couple of hundred okay. extra now seats. Be, be careful of Missouri State because I picked them to win a game, and and uh, Chris Perry said they might name a building after me or a rink after me. For well, no, I'm not, I don't care about that. I'm just. Their way. I didn't want to throw out some of the other schools <laughs> that came to my mind first because I, I didn't want to make it seem like I was disparaging anybody uh, intentionally. So, um, but if. You know, just you. You want to use Central Oklahoma? We can use them too. Who cares? Uh, okay. So, you... so what we want to say is, uh, and, and conclude on that note, is the fact that the sandbox, as Paul calls it, is under well, that's what construction it looks like. and going up, and there's a lot of work being done. And very soon there will be pillars, and there will be walls, and there will be rafters. And pretty soon, all we're going to be able to see is the outside. We're not going to have a clue what's going on inside. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I wonder if they're going to webcam it. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I can tell you from my sixth uh, floor of the parking garage, I will not be able to see inside once they put the roof and the walls in. Well, nobody can do that unless you have X-ray vision. <laughs> okay, so lots of exciting stuff going on. Let me recap the week as uh, we're calling it Frozen Four Week. I will be departing tomorrow morning for Pittsburgh. Uh, my intentions are to be there a late afternoon Wednesday, get buckled in for uh, two games on Thursday, the uh, awards on Friday, the championship game Saturday, and uh, Paul and I will be uh, bringing you whatever we can, when we can along the way. But I hope I'm awake for the championship game. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly will be on tomorrow at our normal 730 Mountain mountain time 7 30 p.m mountain time uh tuesday night paul and i will be back and hopefully have a guest on tuesday for everybody else's sake yeah yeah, to prepare you for the ncaa frozen four and then wednesday night i will be returning the favor to chris perry the commissioner of the wchl and letting him come on our show to uh promote uh, the acha national tournament 
and the fact that it's in his backyard in his B conference, as he likes to say. Uh, John Hogan. Not sure that make John Hogan very happy. I didn't mean to say that, John. I'm just repeating what Chris said. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, so so there's lots of stuff going on. The next uh, 34 days, folks, it's going to be crazy, and I've charted it all out. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm going to be in Denver to see the Colorado Eagles and the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going to be in um, Chesterfield, Missouri to see the 16 teams of the ACHA. And then I'm going to wrap it up in Texas with the uh, finest under-18 players in the world right in the backyard of Plano, Frisco, Texas. So, Paul, unless you got something else, take it away, my friend. All right. Well, behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network, brought to you by Roger Klein's Canción Tequila. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our award-winning spirits, including Blanco, our new double-distilled, triple-filtered premium taste. Behind the mask, ice, in line, in net, up the ice, whatever your hockey needs are. See our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, Takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's barbecue Las Vegas style. By the NCHC. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I. Fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Bar and Grill in Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, my friends, that is uh, very well very well done on your part, as always. Uh, I will say good night with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. But first of all, I got to thank our guest tonight, the transfer portal, because that was very without nice the transfer you. portal, without the transfer portal, what would we have to talk about, Paul? Uh, well, I just could have made up more stuff about the Frozen Four, but that's about it. Uh, no, we would have talked Bulldogs. Pretty much, that would have been more way to go on with that route. Oh, so, thank God um, for the transfer portal. <laughs> so just to recap tomorrow night i'll be joining you from amarillo texas on professional hockey southwest weekly tuesday night from beautiful st louis missouri on the east side of st louis i'm told um, yeah i will be joining okay. you on college hockey southwest weekly and then maybe wednesday we night, could get uh somebody from some place in missouri to talk about uh the 22 23 season Ah, you're you're prodding me now. Uh, I wouldn't do that. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll check, and then Wednesday night I'll be parked in uh, my beautiful La Quinta Hotel in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as we gear up for what surely will be another great Frozen Four. 
despite it being in COVID times, I have no doubt that it'll be exciting hockey and we will have a very deserving 2021 national championship. So on that note, good night, everybody. Good night.